Hi and welcome to a brand new podcast of a United World. Today we're going to be talking about Manchester United and uh, and about their one-one draw at Tottenham Hotspurs. And joining me on this panel is ranting and batting United fan Cyrus. Hey Cyrus, what's up? Hey Sid, I'm good. Hi guys, what's up? Great man, great. Where are you, man? I mean, how long has it been? It's been so long. Yeah, it's been it's been around three months, I think. Um, I'm back in my hometown. And it's, it's all because of the fucking virus. Yeah. It's okay. hey, can I swear? I mean, I would re- I would like if you didn't, but it's fine. Like. Okay. I yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll try to censor myself. Sure. I mean, yeah. Try. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Okay. Yeah. Back. Yeah. So when are you going to come back? Maybe next month. I don't know. I'm just excited to watch the matches right now. That's the only thing I'm focusing on. Right, Apart from my studies, back. of course. Right, right. The league's back and it's hotter than ever before. The race is on. <laughs> so, it's nice. Yeah, there's so much pressure on the players now. Uh, yeah, because but the fans, not being there, the fans not being there has kind of helped them. Because Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on the away games. Yeah, yeah. That used to true. be a big factor for the players. That's true. Coming back on away games... Your match with Tottenham Hotspur ended one-one. So, uh, what, yeah. what were you thinking? Like, what was your whole mindset going into that game? Yeah, well, up until the halftime, up until halftime started, I was, I was uh, kind of disappointed. I wouldn't say disappointed, but I was. I thought that the game was lacking in some form. Okay. Of course, uh, I I believe that if Pogba would have been uh, up on the field from the start. Mm-hmm. The game could have gone much better, and I think it would have uh, eventually ended in at least a two-one or a three-one. Is what I was expecting the, the game to end like. But right. uh, yeah, we'll take what we can. At least we didn't lose points, and right, uh, at the end of the day, a point is still a point. So that's true. I mean, it it was very weird for a from a neutral perspective because both teams are brilliant counter-attacking teams. And it seemed yeah, like yeah, they both course. like kind of cancelled each other out. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tottenham Hotspur had a really, I would say, it was a good defence. I think the defence really helped them in in their uh, eventual tie. If if yeah, the defence yeah. would have been a, just a little weaker, I think the game could have gone uh, very differently. Yeah. But I, I do believe that Manchester United uh, deserved to win that yeah. uh, game. Mm-hmm. I was watching some of the post-match interviews and even the commentators said mm-hmm. that United showed really good performance out there. Yeah, I really liked uh, United. Yeah. And McTominay, of course, as usual, came and fucked up the entire court. <laughs> Pogba was there. Bissaka yeah. was there. Everybody was playing really well. True. But I was, yeah, I was, I just, like... I was kind of disappointed in the first half. But mm. I, I believe it, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I really liked the United's uh, display. I felt that they took a little time growing into the game, but as soon as uh, after the first drinks break, they took the game from the scruff and they kind of you know grew into the game by every minute. And after Pogba's introduction, it was a whole different story. But yeah, I really yeah, I totally the way... agree with you. Totally yeah. agree with you. I really liked the way United. The thing was is, yeah. I can't really blame them, you know, because at the end of it was the first game after after law. Uh, the the certain I mean the the pause of the league or yeah, whatever it was lockdown because of the virus so I can't really blame them for not performing at the top 
mm-hmm. because obviously if you've taken a 3 month break yeah that's true that's it, true. it's hard that's true to come back from that spot on but, yeah. and yeah and i i i, I believe that uh, gana is doing a really good job okay uh, being the united coach mm-hmm. or whatever manager whatever you want to call it right it's the funny to say that the thing with gana yeah yeah go ahead it's fine go ahead okay yeah, the thing with gana is that i i think he gets gets a uh, too much hate is right. is is my opinion on on the thing it's because uh, the the ferguson era was so popular and people fell in love with the club uh, during that time mm-hmm. so when it was announced that ferguson was leaving and gana would be taking over i think uh, people were already kind of biased against him but he he's really bringing it back i'm really proud of the guy okay and i think it's funny you say that because uh, because after fergie left and eventually louis van hall took over and then jose mourinho and then david Mo- david moyes and all those people mourinho left the club in a worse place like the vibe no, was Ma- mourinho right. i think i think mourinho is he might be a good coach but he just wasn't right for man united exactly he the vibe I, the first season it was okay but it eventually fell off you know the vibe wasn't right the fans were booing the results weren't going man united's way and then i think your ole gunnar solskjaer might not be the coach man united need but he is the coach man united want right now yeah yeah of course of course like he might not be a tactician like a pep guardiola or a jurgen klopp but he's someone who just you know gets the dressing room together he just you know he gets the whole team together and that's yeah, yeah. my that's what united need right now yeah yeah honestly yeah. no matter what you say about him it's undeniable that whether it might be 2 years from now 20 years from now gunner leaves the club in a better state than he found it that is True. just True. the basic i mean you True. cannot deny that yes, the culture reboot that he has done at the club no it's 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 the epitome of yeah a good manager yeah yeah basically very impressive and he and the really the, the good thing i he has done is that he has removed the dead wood from the club mm-hmm. right and he is he's backing the youth yeah that's also for example, that's also yeah yeah so so that he he's basically putting the club above himself it's not just about the money it's not about yeah. the players it's mm-hmm. about the game right it's true and uh, what did you think about like the whole world was waiting for this duo of bruno and pogba so i mean it finally happened oh, it, was, it was just beautiful it was beautiful yeah. the penalty the the penalty moment was so it was excellent the way pogba was just yeah he just our, dribbled uh, through and eric dyer pulled him and then bruno finished it was, it. it was amazing amazing perfection i, really I would say together i mean they're a and, force to be reckoned with they have they have they have the undeniable chemistry it's it's amazing Yeah, I mean, I can see those two being the focal point of United for seasons to come, and uh, they're really impressive. Those two together. I would go as far as to say, if we were comparing the PL to the La Liga, I would go as far as to say that they might be the next Messi and Suarez. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I have that's a lot of faith in them, and um, I have they're... a lot of expectations mm-hmm. from them. Correct. Right. I hope they deliver. I mean yeah they're very very talented players and uh, they might just be peaking I mean getting to their best and that's and they're in united right now 
so it's it's good times for united at least for the midfield area it's very nice yeah yeah, yeah. i think, of course, I think of what's course. really good about those two is that they i wouldn't i guess they would supplement each other in a way like they complement each other's game like bruno has something that pogba doesn't and pogba has something that bruno doesn't like pogba has mm-hmm. a bit more defensive side to his game that bruno doesn't and bruno has this okay. way of dribbling through players picking the right passes that maybe pogba doesn't have and that's that's really that's great to watch they're like two puzzle pieces that fit in perfectly together yeah exactly they they're they're i don't know what to say they're like amazing i really love amazing i i mean the, the thing is even as individual players they're so good Exactly, and then to and then to be like work together that well is just like the cherry on top. Exactly, and even before Pogba was inter, uh, introduced into the game, I felt that Bruno had a really good match. The way he was picking, yeah, ever since dribbling, ever since Bruno has been brought onto the team, true. I feel like everybody just like it's just that he's just one of those players that the that the fans really like. Yeah, you know what's crazy? He's played six games. He's given three assists and he scored three goals. So yeah, every if you take I don't know every match but every, every match he is given like on, at least on, something on an average yeah at least yeah. one goal at least one assist. one goal and an assist exactly and which is which yeah. is amazing stats yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I think I think Bistaka also deserves some love yeah. I think he doesn't get enough love Aaron is all, he's a really good player he's a very good defender but he's I mean, still young I think people go a little yeah. too hard on him. Yeah, he he's people because uh, the thing about Bissaka is what I feel is that he's not a modern fullback. A modern fullback, like most people say, someone who bombs down the wing and puts in crosses all the time. He's not that kind of right. a player. He's someone who sits back, not all the time, but sits back mostly and defends the ball. He's a fantastic defender. He's got, I guess, mm-hmm. the most, if not the, I I'm not sure about the stats, but the most tackles in the Premier League for a fullback. That's mm. amazing, and. Uh, It's very the hard. funny thing to me. Hmm. The funny thing to me is that uh, I feel uh, like Aaron has a lot of pressure on him because he's going. Uh, he's he's playing with such legend. He's playing with Pogba. He's playing with uh, Bruno. He's playing with Tomine. So I feel like he has a lot of pressure to perform, and the pressure yeah. is what gets to him. And near the ending of the game, near the 80th minute mark, he just starts fouling people. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I yeah, think, yeah, like for I... example, yeah, yeah. yeah. For example, uh, yesterday oh, was it yesterday? I don't. No, it was day. When before. was the game? Yeah, the day before yesterday. Uh, after the 80th minute mark, people just started like, especially Man United, started fouling people. It was, uh, it was Bissaka. After that, it was Maguire, and then Pogba didn't foul like in 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 a span of literal 10 minutes. So I think I think uh, most even, of those. Okay, yeah. yeah. I even think Greenwood most... did a foul. Hmm. Hmm. I think most of those fouls were mostly tactical fouls to you know disrupt the gameplay of Spurs to keep them on bay. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess with maybe time, maybe but that's the thing is even though if they even if they were tactical fouls, I just don't I just don't like the fact that we had to foul in order to try to swing the game a little. I feel like it it would have been much cleaner to just not have that many fouls and True. just play good like mm-hmm. a good game because. uh uh united's def- defense is mm. good you don't need to foul people in order to you know try to sway the game uh, a little bit to your side hmm mm-hmm. yeah i'm i get it 
but i guess it was all about you know get getting to that uh, like it seemed at least for united at least that's what i think is that it seemed that mm-hmm. the game was kind of they were tiring because it was their first game and, oh yeah, yeah definitely and they wanted to you know, get get like it's one one just sh- shut up shop let's get to the next game get those three points mm-hmm. there's no point going all ahead and trying and getting hit on the counter like they did for the first goal so they kind of just yeah yeah that's that's what no, I that, that was that yeah no that i agree with it that was well put together yeah and uh, but the thing i really wanted to talk about was okay. uh, manchester united as a club you know we have yeah. such a such a rich deep history of course. of course we are the leading leading uh, team to have yeah, the, the most trophies the biggest club in england yeah and we have the most trophies we've 13 trophies now so i mean yeah. we, i don't there's no chance of us getting a 14th one this season yeah but i, mean, I believe uh, maybe yeah. maybe the next or the the season after that definitely because True. Uh, we we're not in a place where we want to be right now yeah it's a rebuilding but we are in a but we're in a much better place than we were last year yeah that's 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 all about so, the uh, ogs uh, revolution and uh, him getting the dress uh-huh. group together which yeah, we yeah, yeah, couldn't of and yeah. uh, what i wanted to ask you was that when you saw spurs today i mean not today but the day before yeah uh, they had a yeah, lot yeah. of when this game was supposed to take place which was 3 months before uh, there was a lot of injuries to the spurs team there were harry kane was missing Hugman Son was missing. A lot of big players mm-hmm. for their team were missing. Yeah, they, were, they, they were got they got really lucky with the lockdown, I would say. Yeah, their <laughs> their morale was like smashed to the floor. Yeah, they were not in a good run of form either. So, like when you saw that team put in front, were you kind of worried? Well, the thing is, three months ago we didn't have Pogba. Right. Right. So even even if. even if they didn't have so many players we were also missing some uh, factors so i think uh, this match would have probably gone the same way 3 months ago but wouldn't you have that extra you had bruno right so it would seem that yeah, you could have won 3 months yeah, ago yeah i mean well yeah it's obviously all up to chance at the end of the day right it depends right, on what true. the players are what kind of mentality the players are in True. and it would have been it would have been an away game right or was it at old trafford no it was a away game it was at tottenham hotspur yeah 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 so the, the 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 fans would have been there which would have obviously applied pressure to the team so it True. is just there's so many factors that we just can't uh, accurately guess what the a match could have been basically yeah yeah that's true so um i would just wanted to ask you that uh, when you saw that first goal spurs hit where uh, bergwijn just went goes through four players and smashes that ball in do you think uh, yeah that was a good goal to be fair but do you think uh, yeah, yeah. do you think deheya was at fault for that goal i mean he did go through four players so i i would i would i would not put it uh, as as it was all completely deheya's fault yeah but, but he could have done a, better yeah he could have done better i mean it's always it's that's the argument right he can always do better mm-hmm. it is just that at that moment of time he might have been uh, kind of not into the game as much it was only 20 minutes in so maybe he was not warmed up enough uh, but steven steven is a good player i mean uh, i can't really fault him in in going past four defenders and then shooting a goal i do have to commend him in that 
but i do believe that it was not just the hair it was it was more of the entire team that was at fault because i feel like the chemistry could have been just a little bit better but uh, it it was just 20 minutes in so we can't really can't really yeah, uh, yeah. blame anybody true this season uh, to be fair dea has made a lot of errors that has led to goals so when you take all of that into consideration and the fact that i know goalkeepers peak longer than normal outfield players but he is 29 now and do you feel like you can get somebody better or do you feel like you can sell him and use that money to reinvest i mean uh the squad right now is in terms of goalkeepers because it's remember kind of uh, like it's... remember that you have dean henderson who's on loan at sheffield and he has had the most clean sheets in the league he is a very impressive keeper he is someone who can improve the united squad a lot and uh, if you sell dia it's not such a bad option to have him in your team i mean yeah we could do that but i think it's more of uh, the the fact where uh, we already have four goalkeepers on the squad who have not even appeared in a single game yet oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. It, i think the i think the fans would be angry if if we let the uh, hair go it, it it would it would be a um, a repeat of uh, what barcelona did giving giving away neymar and now they're regretting it so okay. true i feel like okay. not necessarily yet maybe in the next couple of seasons i think it might be dea's time but currently yeah. uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt okay you'll stick with him yeah okay so yeah. uh co- like coming back to the whole history of man united and uh, yeah everything our post ferguson how ferguson built the club and to where it is now such a huge biggest club in england uh, just rightly as you said so it, it uh, is it is really really yeah. it is amazing what ferguson has done yeah, uh, exactly. i can't really speak on i can't really speak on the ferguson era because i was around 5 years old and that was happening <laughs> that's true that's true so no i just but i, I do to, believe yeah. yeah go on go on but i do believe he has done a lot of a lot of work for the club and hmm. that uh, the, the the 2008 2009 uh, sort of Manchester United was just in a different league. The Red Devils then were basically like the most feared club. Uh, I True. think in the PL we had we had legends like uh, we had Rooney, we had Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that was and amazing. the thing with Manchester United, the thing with Manchester United is we have created players. We've created yeah. players like Di Maria. Yeah. We've created players like Ronaldo. Yeah. So the the Premier League, uh, uh, the Manchester United team has a, a very important role in the Premier League history. that's true that's that's a very good point you make i really like that i mean yeah when you think of the premier league you think of big teams like liverpool and manchester united and even even arsenal because of their uh, history with the club so yeah it's... yeah of course i think i think i i mean i don't really know a lot about a lot about arsenal but i hmm. think arsenal uh, in the previous days as i would uh, put it hmm. uh, were a much better team than they are today yeah of course i no think doubt. that no i doubt. feel like they need to I mean but that that's true with uh, true with every every football league. Yeah, uh, I mean there like, is you have uh, those highs then you come down then you rebuild yeah. again and this it's a rebuilding phase for Arsenal for Chelsea for United all those teams who were yeah. on the high at once now they're rebuilding. So it's a it's a yeah. time of rebuilding. And it's you it's of course of course cities and Liverpool's time let them enjoy it as long as it yeah, lasts. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you totally. about the fact that after ferguson left 
how people like Mourinho and Louis van Gaal, how they went on and started buying players that United didn't really need or need. didn't perform that well. Like, for example, Alexis Sanchez or Lukaku or I would even put Adnan Januzai and Memphis Depay. Players like that. And now, how this transfer strategy has changed. So, do you see some kind of improvement? I, of course, I think uh, Gunnar has done a really, really good job hmm. uh, uh, rebuilding a team after the Mourinho age. True, uh, true. I feel like the people between Ferguson and uh, Gunnar, they were more focused on the money, as I would say. I, I, I don't want to kind of impose my opinions okay. on anybody, but I do feel like yeah, uh, yeah, people yeah. like Mourinho at that time weren't really... Uh, Focused on the players, they were more mm-hmm. in the in the field of uh, treating it as a business, basically, yeah. where they were just trading players like it was the the uh, fucking stock market, <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, uh, I, hear you, I, hear I do you. believe that I I think that the I think Gunnar has done a really good job uh, recovering from that. The gap between able to able being able to beat the top teams and being able to swat away the little ones. Such as West Ham, well, I w- I wouldn't call West Ham like a small team. Uh, I would say they're a mid-table side. That, they had their time. yeah, the mid, yeah, mid-table. Yeah. Uh, it it surely uh, it'll be it, it would have been smaller if 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 we didn't have Gunner. So hmm. I I do think that we are a much stronger team now after yeah, yeah. The, after the Mourinho and all of the other people. Yeah, and what I wanted to stress on was the fact that Manchester United are buying players. Who they need, like unlike before. Like for example, this season uh, until Bruno came in, they were struggling with the gaps and picking the right passes coming from midfield. Goals from midfield weren't coming, so they got in Bruno. Before that, they were struggling at the right back situation. They got in Bissaka. So players like that who actually Manchester United need players like Pogba, such players who they actually need, they're getting them in, and that has really changed since the. Season or so since OGS has come in. So that's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I was having some internet issues. Uh, no, I would say, yeah, that's that's I completely agree with you. I feel like the club, club is the club is uh, at a much better uh, standpoint now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the transfer strategy is really interesting to me. The way they buy players who they need rather than buying anybody on the block. So uh, yeah, that 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 is a, a, a definite improvement hmm. from the previous era. Yes, Gunnar has Gunnar has uh, he he understands the importance of young players. Yeah, and not just not just uh, uh, the no. big names. Yeah, yeah, I mean. You have the big uh, names, he's not, but the... he's, he's not pandering to uh, the 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 old audience. Is that what right. I would say? He right. understands True. the importance of the new young players, and he knows that these players are 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 more of an investment. You know, you yeah, buy them true. now and you turn them into gold, which is yeah. exactly what we did uh, in the two thousand eight seven era. So right. I do. Uh, he's 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 kind of following in the footsteps of Ferguson, but he's putting his own right. little twist on it, where. Creating players like Ronaldo and Rooney was our thing back in 2007, and right. creating players like Bruno and uh, and Pogba and Bissaka, uh, that's our thing now. Right. I mean, uh, it's very interesting that you say this because uh, 
in united right now have a lot of young players coming through the ranks the likes of mctominay the likes of daniel james uh then there were many like chong greenwood players like that who have really made their name uh coming into the united's first team so ole has really been, i'm sorry i say that it's funny but it's it's very interesting because uh, he's unlike mourinho ole has really put in a lot of focus in the youth academy and brought players in make them make them better through match and game experience uh chinmay you there uh can you can you please can you please repeat that i i can't your your voice is cutting okay i i apologize i was saying that uh, i i i'm sorry i was saying that uh, unlike mourinho og as i mean ole has really uh he has really emphasized on the youth and the youth academy we saw that with the likes of daniel james mctominay greenwood players like that who ole has brought through the academy yeah, yeah of course of course players yeah yeah i totally completely agree with you mm. it is i mean yeah i mean there's not there's not really much you can say about it it is true that he has been focusing a lot on the young players which i do agree is like a really good uh, strategy to go about yeah. it because that that's what was football of old right you had players coming to the academy who played who played for the team for the first team and that was that all ended when uh, teams like psg and manchester united uh, manchester city my apologies went on buying whoever who, the most famous name on the block and uh, that ended the that not did not end in a way but it kind of derailed uh, that youth and the first team relations but manchester united teams like manchester united teams like chelsea arsenal they have their youth players playing in first team which is really interesting to watch it is it is really interesting yeah i i believe that uh, we even have amazing players like uh, who go outside of the game and do just that little much more like for example rashford oh yeah did with the donations yeah that that's, that was amazing that that was amazing i mean, I mean he, nobody has to it. do anything right right but uh, that that what he did was just mind blowing i mean hats off hats off to rashford big shout out to him it was it was yeah, yeah. he didn't he, he didn't have to do any of that he did it out of his own good will and exactly. him being a nice person exactly. so i think the players need to use their wealth a little more a little bit more like the younger players because the thing is with the the younger players they they have more knowledge of what's going on in the world right now and they're more empathetic not this is not just for football this is true true True. sorry my bad this is true uh, for it's true for the entire general or the entire world right now uh, yeah. it is it is scientifically proven is that the younger generation is a little bit more uh, empathetic to the environment to the economy yeah and uh, the the boomers as i would call them <laughs> have really really gone gone out right. of what what of fashion right 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 and uh, i would uh, end this pod i mean yeah kind of go to the end of this podcast by asking you where do you see manchester We're united nearing nearing the end yeah we are nearing the end it's it's been a good talk with you i mean i really enjoyed your points on a few things and the way you uh, put out a lot of your points it was really interesting but i would have to depart and i would like Thank to you, ask, just ask you a final question by saying that 
what do you think or where do you think united will go from your from now with ogs at the helm so just i don't need an exact number but like where do you think this team is going well uh, the squad is young full of potential and united <laughs> pun intended the holes are being filled up players have the energy and desire to play uh, right. for the badge not it's not just uh, oh well we're getting paid to play so let's play That's it's not true. that type of mentality anymore uh, some would argue it was Hmm. and he's 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 been i mean gana uh, i don't want to turn this podcast into uh, let's let's praise gana but, okay. but he yeah, ogs but has set, a, uh, set us up in a way that I... yeah sorry i mean what i want to say is that he did a good job i mean even if you did turn it into a praise the gana podcast not many people would say that you're wrong because he has he might not be a tactician as i had said but he's a person who's brought the dressing room together which lacked which was needed after mourinho left so he's done a right, fantastic right, right, right. yeah and yeah uh, so it's not necessarily a bad thing that yeah, we're exactly. playing gana so uh, do you see this team uh, maybe winning the premier league in the next couple of seasons not i wouldn't say the next couple of seasons i feel like uh, we're right now fifth on the table yeah uh, we were sixth before the lockdown the start so yeah. i feel like it it will be a, a slow and steady rise where i think the next couple of seasons will go from uh, uh, third to second maybe and then right. uh, looking forward to the 2024 season where we will right. we will eventually win yeah uh, i mean you need a couple I, signings I, big names probably youth and uh, yeah you you're you're heading Probably the right way probably one or two big names but yeah the, the only the only fear i have with the club is that in 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 a couple more years the youngins will be uh, the the normal normal players and then the the people we have people like pogba and deheya who will eventually have to leave the team so that is the only right. the only fear that i have is that um, even though we do need time to heal and play better and get to the top of the table hmm. uh, that does not mean we necessarily have to sacrifice our older players right i mean pogba is also not very old he is 27 26 27 26 and bruno is also at that similar age so i mean it's a good time to be a manchester united fan i guess because you're go you're heading places i can already see that you've got a very heavy midfield yeah. you've got a dis- you've got a really good attack with Ma- yeah. marshall and rashford players like that i think you need improvements certainly uh, a bit in defense and a bit on the right hand side of your attack with daniel james doing a lot but maybe better you can do better yeah he's still a kid you know he can still become better yeah <laughs> but maybe someone like a jaden sancho from borussia dortmund there was a lot oh, of oh yeah 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 him coming to that sounds, like i mean that 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 that, that that rumor uh, was <laughs> was the only thing we had uh, looking we were looking kind of forward to right uh, when was it was it last year or was it this year no this was, it was uh, during the lockdown period and i think even before that yeah. there was a lot of talk about jaden sancho coming to united coming i think even last year in the beginning it was like uh, we're going to take players from the bundesliga we're going to take players from the from different leagues yeah. other than the premier yeah. league and it was yeah, yeah. interesting to watch uh, players leave their uh, home league as i would say to go yeah. to different leagues for example even even if that happened with uh, ronaldo happened with uh, di maria so right. it's always interesting to watch that 
True. I don't want to. I don't want to take too much too much of your time. No, no, it's fine. You can be here. I'm here all the time for you. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fantastic having you on board on this episode. I really loved your. It was it was it was really a pleasure being. Thank you so much. It was really I mean, a pleasure being being on the podcast. Really grateful for. Thank you for inviting me. Actually, I I was expecting you to. I mean, I do I do agree that I'm not one of the most educated players. Ah, come in, on. In terms of football knowledge. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I I just love the way okay. you put points out. So that just made it for me. I mean, you don't need to be educated to be a ah, fan. thank you, Jay. Can be a fan just because you're a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. If that makes success, sense. Success. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. That's, that's completely on. makes sense. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming thank on. you for having me. I I'll look forward to meeting you after lockdown. <laughs> yeah, of course, come back soon. I need you. I'm dying here. <laughs> but yeah thank right, you yeah. so thank you all for watching this i'm not watching listening to this podcast uh i'll come listening up with another podcast. episode with another somebody else maybe but yeah thank you so much for tuning in and uh, ciao goodbye take care and don't get sick